What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Streets Golden Boy, Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is episode 303, episode 303 of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Once again, I want to thank everybody for their continued support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. You understand what I'm saying? And this episode here, week one NFL recap. That's right. The NFL season is back. So this season, I am going to try to be very consistent with dropping a week by week recap episode. Now, in past years, I've been able I've been able to do it. Then there were some weekends that, you know, not even weekends, episodes that I skipped, you know what I'm saying, where I might have been too busy to do an episode to where, let's say, week five, I did. Week six, I couldn't do. So then I had to come back week seven, spin the block, and give my offensive and defensive player of the week for week you know, for the prior week that I wasn't able to do. I'm definitely going to try to be consistent this year and hope to God I'm able to do every week weekly recap. You understand what I'm saying? And not only am I going to do that, I'm going to do the same format that I did in recent years. I'm going to give my offensive and defensive player of the week award. So that's also back as well so not only am i going to do the weekly recap i'm also going to give my offensive and defensive player of the week awards and then at the end of the episode i am going to do my game picks for the following week so since the nfl season is back we can get that in motion so that's what's on the docket for this episode but first before i even get into any any game recaps we got to talk about the elephant in the room we got to talk about the elephant in the room and the elephant in the room would be the injury to Aaron freaking Rodgers now I was off Monday so I was able to watch this live and I'm not even going to lie to you, that that day, I was very, very much excited. Very much excited. This is coming from somebody that's not even a Jets fan, okay? Went to Home Depot with Mom Dukes. Picked up some more paint because we've been painting up the crib. Went to Red Lobster. Had me an amazing, amazing lunch. They got an order there where like, you get like three shrimp orders. For like $20 or some shit. Me and moms was up in Red Lobster. Killing that food. To the point where I had to take my shit home. Because it was so much. I couldn't even eat it all. Went home. Did some errands. Came home. Relaxed. 
And I was just full of joy waiting for this game because, listen, with all the hype that's been revolved around the Jets, rightfully so, because of Aaron Rodgers, I was so looking forward to this game. So looking forward to this game. And when I tell you that we all was in for a surprise for that first 15 minutes, because, again, the Bills had the ball first. Then the Jets got the ball. And I don't think any of us, none of us, I'm sure none of us was looking forward to what we saw that first series. The man got edged on the fourth play of the drive. The fourth play of the drive. And I knew something was wrong. I knew Something was wrong. As soon as he went on that floor and rolled over, I knew something was wrong. I just knew it. And the crazy thing is, if you watch the slow motion, the Jets' old lineman, Dwayne Brown, if you notice, when he saw Aaron Rodgers hit that floor, go and watch his reaction. His reaction says it all. He knew he knew that something was wrong. He just knew it. And it just took the heart out of MetLife Stadium. It just took it. It clearly took it. You could drop a pin in that stadium. That's how silent that shit was to lose Aaron Rodgers. And again, I knew something was wrong. I just knew it. And then they started showing the instant replay. And at first, we didn't know what type of injury it was. We didn't know if it was a Achilles. We didn't know if it was a um we didn't know if it was an ankle. We just didn't know. We had no idea what the injury was, but we knew it wasn't good. Because once you go in that blue tent, it ain't it ain't good. We know it ain't a concussion. So we know that it's something crazy. Then you see the video of him being carted out. For all of us that watch sports, we all know. Once you see an athlete getting carted out, it ain't good. Now the only time somebody got carted out and it was and it was good was DK Metcalf last season. I think he was playing against the Lions or some shit, and he had a, he had he had to have a bathroom break. So they carted him, you know, back to the locker room so he can handle his business and then come back, you know, to the you know to the field to play. But in this situation here, the majority of the times, if a player gets carted to that locker room, a good 80%, 80 to 90% of the time, it ain't good. So they show him going to the locker room. He gets off the cart. And we see he has a boot on his foot. Once I saw that, I knew it was an Achilles. I knew it was an Achilles injury. Then, of course, you see the videos. You know what I'm saying? You like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you see the videos. And again, this is coming from somebody who's seen this injury with Kevin Durant a few years ago against the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals. There was a video where you see Kevin Durant doing his routine dribbling. He takes one step forward, and then you just see a pop. 
and his left, and like you know, and his left, you know, calf, whatever. You see it pop. You know what I'm saying? So in this situation with Aaron Rodgers, you see him getting, you see him scrambling before the Bills linebacker uh, Floyd gets a hold of him, and you see a pop happen in the back of his foot. And once I saw that, I knew, yeah, this is it. He's done. It's not. It's this is not going to end well, and it didn't. And it's very unfortunate, very unfortunate, because us at well, again, I'm not a Jets fan, but as a NFL fan, the hype that was revolved around the Jets this season when Aaron Rodgers made his decision to go to the Jets was astronomical. The NFL had put a lot of money into the Jets being very relevant this season, in part with giving them a primetime game on 9-11. Which, you know, from retrospect, it kind of makes sense because, listen, the other New York team had a primetime game as well. And believe me, we're going to get into that later. But to have both New York teams have primetime games one the day before 9-11, one team the day of 9-11. And then, listen, man, like, it's like, it's like, I, I really feel for Jet fans. I, after that game, I immediately, immediately got in touch with all my friends that were Jet fans. Listen, if I had Mike Greeny's number, I'd have checked up on him because he was, on cloud nine ever since Aaron Rodgers made the decision to come to the Jets. Every day on Get Up, ESPN Get Up, he was he was he was bumping the gums and being all excited and treating Aaron Rodgers as if he was God. His wife was on social media and she was posting all these pictures of him before the injury. And then after the injury, my man looked hurt. He looked hurt in these pictures. He looked very sad, like somebody just took his bike and didn't bring it back. That's how that's how sad he looked in those pictures. And listen, I can't be mad at Jet fans for feeling this way. I can't because you have so much expectations, right? No matter how old you was, if you were a Jet fan, whether you were whether you're in your elder years, in your 50s, in your 40s, in your 30s, or if you're even a Jet fan now in your 20s, you ain't never heard this type of hype for the Jets. Never. Now, mind you, I'm old enough to remember the time they went to the AFC Championship game in 1998 and they lost to the Denver Broncos. I remember that. There was no hype around the Jets that year. I remember when Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez led the Jets to two straight AFC championship games. There was no hype around the Jets. No, not at all. Not at all. We then fast forward to now. The hype that was revolved around this team, all because of one man. Now, again, we knew their defense was elite. We knew that. What was the talk last year? The Jets' defense is elite. All they need is a quarterback because of who they had, Zach Wilson. 
They said, all we need is a quarterback, and this team is going to do something. And who did they go out to get? Aaron freaking Rodgers. And then now, all of that is to shit. The Jets season is over. The Jets season is over. I hate to say it like this. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But the crazy thing is, I'm quite sure Jet fans understand that as well. I'm quite sure they understand that their season is over. And it's just unfortunate. They was going to this season looking forward to seeing Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. And now, unfortunately, they have to go back to Zach Wilson. Off that alone, your season is over. And it's unfortunate. Now, he did okay in that game. I'm not going to lie to you. He did okay in that game. And I'll speak about it later, but just the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, I, I just felt the need that I had to speak on that because, again, like it was so much hype revolved around him coming to the Jets. The man was coming. The man was going to... Hockey games, the man was going to Nick games, the man was going to uh fashion, he was he was going to fashion shows in New York, going to Taylor Swift concerts. He was really, you know, becoming a being a part of New York. You know what I'm saying? The man showed up to OTAs, the man showed up to training camp. This man did so much shit in his first season with the Jets, and then I started to say to myself. Now, again, you don't want to make fun of somebody's injury. You don't want people to be happy for someone's injury. But if it was anybody out there that was satisfied and kind of happy he got hurt, it's those fans in Green Bay. They ain't going to say it. But if you listen, and I told, and listen, and I was on the phone with one of my one, one of my friends that's a Jets fan. Shout out to my man, uh, Chief Mack. We was talking on the phone and we was like, yo, they not going to say it, but Packer fans are happy he got injured because they looking at it like this. For about two, three years, all the shit that you doing now, you wasn't doing with us. You wasn't going to training camp. You wasn't going to OTAs. You was holding us hostage. You now come to the Jets and you doing all of this, you, you, you know, you know, you ingratiating yourself with the Jets. You, you, you know, you going to sporting events, you doing this and you doing that. They ain't going to say it, but I'm quite sure some of those Packer fans were happy he got hurt. I'm quite sure some of them are saying karma's a bitch. I'm sure some of them are saying payback's a bitch. They ain't going to say it, but I'm quite sure that's how some of them was feeling. And the crazy thing is this. Somebody tweeted this at 5.01 p.m. on 9-11. The dude's name is Daddy Zakloff. I don't even know how to pronounce the name. But this is what this man said. Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a rain-drenched MetLife turf in 2.5 hours. That's what that man tweeted. And what happened? 
a little after 8.30. He tore his Achilles on a drenched MetLife turf. Because let's be real, before that game, oh, it was pouring in MetLife. It was pouring to the point where they couldn't even do, you know, Monday night countdown on the, you know, on the field. They had to do it somewhere where, where, you know, where there was no rain being shown. And this man predicted that shit. Clearly, he's an Aaron Rodgers hater. It might be somebody from Green Bay. Who knows? But that's what this man predicted. Mm. Just sad. Just sad. Just sad. All across the board is just sad. Robert Sala, listen, you saw his face. You saw his face. He knew something was up. He knew it. He knew it. You know, you go to his post-game, you know, he you, you go to his post-game interview. Even after the Jets won. Nobody talked about the win. All the concern was Aaron Rodgers. He said, let's just get straight to it. We fear, you know, we fear that it's not good. It's not good. He said, we're going to say our prayers, but it ain't looking good. And then, of course, the next day, you know, he says the obvious. You know, Zach Wilson is our quarterback. We're going to stand behind Zach Wilson. He's supposed to say that. He's supposed to say that. He's not, he not supposed to go on the podium and say, oh, we're going to go out there and shop for a quarterback. Come on now. The man's, the man, the young man's confidence was shot last season. You then bring in Aaron Rodgers. His confidence is definitely shot. Now, of course, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers was schooling him to the game and, you know, dropping some gems on him and this, that, and the third. But we wasn't looking to see Zach Wilson for two, three years. We was looking to see him be a Phenomenal backup to Aaron Rodgers. But with this injury, he's now being thrown into the fire again. But the Jets is going to go out there. They got to get somebody. They're going to have to get somebody to back up Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson is not the answer. He proved that last year. Now, of course, you know, once the injury happened, you know, I posted a video on on, on, on my IG, Dre Day 1985, and I was like, it's only one man that I believe can salvage the Jets season. I ain't even say the man's name, but people knew who I was talking about. I was talking about the GOAT. I was talking about Tom Brady. Of, of course I was, but listen, I was just trolling. I know for a fact Brady is not coming out of retirement. He's enjoy, like he is enjoying his life right now. You know, he's at bat, you know, he's at the summit, you know, shooting hoops with his son. Brady got a hell of a jump shot for that matter. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I seen the video. That man ain't thinking about football. He don't even look in shape to play football. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, it's the Jets. The man played for the Patriots for 20 for damn near 20 years. I don't see him going to the Jets. I don't think he would do that to Mr. Kraft. He would disres he would disrespect Mr. Kraft and, you know, wear the green and play for the Jets. Now, I believe he would do that shit to stick it to Belichick, to play him two times in a season. I I'm sure he'll do that. But 
to Mr. Kraft, no, I don't see him doing that. I just don't see it. Just don't see him doing that at all. But listen, the Jets is gonna have to go. They're gonna have to go get somebody. You know, you know, there's names out there, Nick Foles. Uh, they're talking about Matthew Stafford in a trade. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, Cam Newton. You know, there were some names. Somebody was even throwing Kaepernick name around. And I'm like, come on, man, let this go. Let this go. Listen, I was pro Kaepernick. The day they did the protest in front of New York, in front of the NFL offices a few years ago, I was out there because I was on my boycott NFL shit. But enough is enough now. The man been gone about seven years now, to be exact. You settled with the NFL, which means you took their money in a settlement. And you think they're going to let you back in the NFL? Let it go, my guy. Let it go. Believe me, I would love to see you back in the NFL. What they did to you was wrong. But it's over, man. It's over. It's over. So, yeah, the Jets is going to have to go out there and get somebody. They're going to have to really go out there and buckle down and get somebody to be a backup quarterback to Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson is not the guy. He did good against the Jet, against Buffalo. But guess what? There were some plays where he went back to his old self. Okay? And it's unfortunate, man. It's, 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 it's very much unfortunate that this injury happened. Because, again, it was so much hype around the Jets, yo. It was so much hype. Brady was gone. You know what I'm saying? So the last OG was Aaron Rodgers. That was the last OG. He's the last of the OGs. Peyton is gone. Roethlisberger is gone. Phillip Rivers is gone. Uh, Brady is gone. Eli's gone. Peyton is gone. Aaron Rodgers is the last one. And then this injury happens. And then you factor in his age. I think he's going to be either 39 or 40 soon. Achilles takes some time. That shit just don't heal overnight. That shit take time. So, oh, listen, I just feel, I, I, listen, I feel bad for the man. I really do. I really feel bad for him. You know, I, I love me some Aaron Rodgers. I just don't like when people say he's better than Tom Brady. But you hate you hate to hear somebody get hurt. You just hate it. You like you really, really, really hate to hear when somebody got hurt. Really. So all I can say is get well soon, A Rod. I wish you a speedy recovery. You know, hopefully you come back to the NFL. You know, you don't want to go out like this. You know, you don't want your lasting image to be, you know, you, you know, rolling up like a ball on a football field because you got injured. We want to see you back on the field throwing these touchdowns to Garrett Wilson or whoever your receivers is. So, you know, again, get well soon and wish you a speedy recovery for sure, for sure. This is this this is just unfortunate, man. Very, very much unfortunate. Very much unfortunate. Man. Man, oh man. 
But now, now we can get into the recap for the NFL season in week one. The season started off with the Chiefs and the Lions. The Lions pulled the upset. They pulled the upset. Now, obviously, the elephant in the room was Travis Kelsey didn't play. So, uh, listen, you're going to have those people out there that say, oh, the Lions only won because Tyreek Hill didn't play. I mean, that's Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey didn't play. So, you got people out there saying that's the only reason why they won. I believe there's some truth to that, but we still shouldn't shortchange the Detroit Lions. We shouldn't. It's a lot of hype for the Detroit Lions this season. Rightfully so, right? So I don't think we should shortchange their victory. They played a good game. They played a good game. At the end of the day, when somebody gets hurt, it's next man up. And unfortunately for the Chiefs, the people that were deemed next man up, they was dropping too many passes. Tony in particular, homeboy dropped three passes in that game. One of them was a key drop. I think the Chiefs had the ball, I think, under two minutes. Travis, I mean, not Travis, uh, Mahomes threw Tony a hell of a throw. Nobody was on him, and he dropped it. You make that catch, game's over. Reason being, you're inside the 40-yard line. All you got to do is run the ball, have the Lions waste their timeouts, and then you probably get a field goal, and then game's over. Because you're only down by one. You make that catch, game's over. Chiefs win. And Mahomes didn't look the best out there. He, he didn't. But again, I think that had to do with Kelsey not being out there. I truly believe. When we see, listen, one of those drop passes led to a pick six. And who was the receiver? Tony. His, his incomplete, his drop of a pass led to the Lions catching that interception and taking it to the house. Jared Goff outplayed Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say that again for y'all. Jared Goff outplayed Patrick Mahomes in that game. In fact, I think Jared Goff is 2-0 against Patrick Mahomes. Now that I think about it, we all remember that game with the Rams and Chiefs a few years ago where they was just going for touchdown after touchdown on that Monday night football game. Yeah. Jared Goff is 2-0 against Patrick Mahomes. My man had... My man had one catch for one yards. And he had three targets. And three of those targets were dropped passes. Just crazy. Just crazy. But listen, we ain't shortchanging Detroit. They went into Arrowhead on prime time. Chiefs raised their banner. I am I I immediately said, man, Chiefs gonna win this game. Even with Kelsey being hurt, I said Chiefs still gonna win this game. 
obviously I was wrong. So, spoiler, that was one of my losses for week one. But, listen, we're not shortchanging, the, we're not shortchanging this victory from the Lions. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Ravens beat the Texans 25-9. Man, I'm sure nobody expected that the Ravens was going to lose this game. The one thing I liked about this game was, was that when Odell came out, you know, he paid homage to Ray Lewis and did the Ray Lewis dance. You know what I'm saying? So I was happy to see that. Bengals and the Browns. 24-3. The Browns beat the Bengals 24-3. Joe Burrow, in his career so far, is one in five against the Cleveland Browns. The Browns returned to the NFL in 99. And Joe Burrow has played them six times since he's been in the league. And he only has one win against them. Now this one, I'm going to give him a pass. Reason being is because remember, he got hurt in training camp. So he didn't play in the preseason. So obviously... You don't have that rapport with your receivers as of yet. But my dude, 14 for 31 and you only had 82 yards. That's Tim Tebow numbers. And I don't want to put you in that damn conversation with Tebow, but damn. Man, man, oh man. Nothing was in, nothing happened well for the Bengals in that game. Nothing. But we gotta give credit to the we gotta give credit to the Browns. Deshaun did okay. Nick Chubb proved why he's one of the top running backs in the league, over hundred yards. The defense for the Browns, amazing. Leading, you know, with Miles Garrett leading the cause, got you, you gotta give them their props. You you've got to give Cleveland their props because I'm quite sure not too many people picked Cleveland. Pick Cleveland to win that game. So for them to get that win in that fashion, hey, you got to give them their props. The Bucks beat the Vikings 20-17. Baker Mayfield made his debut with the Tampa Bay Bucks and was very impressive. I'm not even going to lie to you. He was very impressive in that game. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. He took care of the ball. I mean, he had under 200 yards, but at the end of the day, he did the important thing. He didn't make any mistakes. Mike Evans doing Mike Evans things. Unfortunately, my man did not get his extension, you know, in week one, before week one. So it's looking like after this year, he might be gone. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, 20 to 17. The Vikings lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints beat the Titans 15-16. That was Derek Carr's debut with the Saints. Over 300 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Nothing to really snooze at. I mean, King Henry, man. I mean, shit. My man had 18 carries, 15 carries, 
63 yards. Shit, usually with 15 carries, he he damn near over 100 already. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Tennessee. I mean, you got Ryan Tannehill out there staking up the joint first game of the season, throwing three interceptions. I mean, come on. I think it might be time to just cut ties with him and just, you know, settle for another quarterback that the Tennessee Titans got. You know, let one of these young pups get the opportunity because Ryan Tannehill clearly isn't the guy. And to think that D-Hop is over there now, I feel bad for the brother. I feel bad for him. Jacksonville beat the Colts 31-21. The 49ers put a whooping on the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-7. Listen, I don't think anybody was surprised with this. Uh, Brock Purdy made his return after, you know, being injured in the NFC Championship game against the Niners last year. And... Listen, he did good. 220 yards, throwing, two touchdowns. He took care of the ball. Unfortunately, he got sacked three times. Listen, Christian McCaffrey went bonkers. 152 yards on the ground. One touchdown. Uh, Ayuk, hopefully I pronounced his last name right, the receiver of the Niners, Two touchdowns, 129 yards. Just did good. The Niners defense, top notch. We all know that their defense is very, very well elite. When we think of the top defenses of the NFL, you're looking at the Jets, you're looking at the Cowboys, you're looking at the you know Niners. Yeah, they put a whooping on them. The Commanders beat the Cardinals 20-16. The Raiders beat the Broncos 17-16. The Dolphins beat the Chargers 36-34. Tyreek Hill was a man possessed in this game. Tua was a man possessed in this game. See, Tua, I'm telling you, if Tua can stay healthy... Think about this, 466 receive, 466 passing yards, three touchdowns, one turnover. If he can stay healthy, these are the numbers that he can put up on any giving night, especially when you have a receiver like Tyreek Hill at your disposal getting 215 yards. You can do this shit in your sleep. That's only if you can stay healthy. That's only if you can stay healthy. And obviously, don't turn the ball over. Eagles and Patriots. Eagles won that 25-20. Listen, the Eagles damn sure could have lost this game. This was not the best Eagles performance, especially after, you know. But again, Super Bowl hangover. You know what I'm saying? Super Bowl hangover. But let's be real. Going into Foxborough, Coach Belichick is going to do one thing. He's going to take your strongest point and remove that player from the game. He's just going to do it. 
It is what it is. Jalen Hurts didn't play his best game at all. But Philly got it done. They got it done. They did what they needed to do to win the game. I mean, Mac Jones didn't help them with throwing a pick six. And even he did good. Aside, aside from the pick six that he threw. Aside, aside from that. Aside from the pick six that he threw to Slay, Mac Jones did very good. Three touchdowns, one interception. He did good. He was the he was the absolute break. This was the Mac Jones that we wanted to see last season. But with no offensive coordinator, that was deemed near, that was damn near impossible. And then, you know, Brady was in the building. You know, being a part of the ring ceremony, yada yada yada. He takes off his takes off his sweater. He's got on his jersey. He runs like you know when he used to be. When, you know, you know when he used to play. You know, he runs to the crowd and yell, "Let's go!" He did that one last time. So you know, brush the memories back, but it wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. The Patriots did try to make a run on their last drive. You know, but homeboy couldn't keep his feet in bounds on that fourth down conversion, and the game was over. Because I believe, had that possession continued, I believe Matt Jones probably would have took them down the field and scored a touchdown. Because they was going to be inside, it was going to be close to the 30-yard line. And they had enough time to, you know, make some, do some damage. Because again, like I said, the Eagles defense wasn't their best. So they probably could have pulled it off. Probably could have pulled it off. The Packers beat the Bears. Obviously one of the most storied rivalries, rivalries in NFL history. Listen, Jordan Love, this was his debut. Not really his debut because he started some games. But this was the Packers giving him the keys to the kingdom. And in his debut, he was very impressive. Almost 250 passing yards, three touchdowns. He didn't turn the ball over. Aaron Jones was decent. Well, receiving, he was phenomenal. Rushing, he was decent. Um, yeah, very impressive. Very impressive. I was very impressed with what I saw from the Green Bay Packers. Maybe it had something to do with who they played. But regardless. That's how you want to start the season. You know you definitely want to. You definitely want to start that off. You know with a bang. You know they done gave you the keys now. So now okay. Let me go out there and show that. Okay it's a new sheriff in town. A-Rod is gone. I'm going to show y'all what it is now. And Joy and Love did an amazing job. I can't even front. He did an amazing job. The Rams beat the Seahawks 30 to 13. Listen, I'm quite sure we were all shocked with that one. We were very shocked at that one. Division rivalries, yes, but nah, nah, mm -mm. The Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys. They dog walked 
the New York football giants. 40 to zip. I'm going to say that score again. 40 to zip. The Giants couldn't even score a field goal. And then when they did try to score a field goal, it got blocked and took back to the house. So not only did a penalty cost you on that, you go for a field goal, the field goal gets blocked, and then taken back to the house. Nothing happened well for the Giants in this game. Nothing. The Cowboys' defense looked possessed, very possessed that game. Because Dak didn't do shit. Let's, let's, let's just call it what it was. Dak didn't do a damn thing in this game. This, this game was won by that Cowboys defense. Dak only had 143 yards. That ain't shit. Tony Pollard did his thing. But for the most part, you know, when it's really raining like that, the quarterback don't really do much. It's more so of a running game. So, listen, Tony Pollard did good in his return from being injured last year. 70 yards, two touchdowns, very well deserved. CeeDee Lamb did good. Listen, this Cowboys defense, I cannot express it enough, looked amazing. Looked amazing. But let's get to the elephant in the room. They paid this man, Daniel Jones, so much money. They paid him so much money to the point that before the season started, they restructured his contract and gave him more money. And this is the performance that you put on in primetime. That man got sacked seven times. You threw two interceptions. One of them, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. The Stephon, the, the Stephon Gilmore interception, I don't know what the hell he was thinking in that situation. 28 attempts, and you had 104 yards. If I'm Saquon Barkley, at the end of this season, I want out of New York. And I know Giant fans do not want to hear me say this, but I got to tell y'all the truth. If I'm Saquon Barkley, at the end of this season, I want out of New York. Because I think his contract is only one year. If I'm Saquon, I want out of New York. Because y'all told me y'all didn't have no money to give me. But yet, before the season starts, you restructure this man's contract and give him more money? And this is the performance that he puts on? Oh, no. Yeah, I want out after this season. I'm good, you know, I'm gonna be the team player. I'm not gonna cause a scene. I'm gonna go out there and do me. And he did okay in this game. I mean, even though he fumbled the ball, which led to a touchdown, but he did okay. 12 carries, 51 yards. But if I'm Saquon at the end of this season, I want out. I want out. There's nothing much to say about this game. Except that the Cowboys beat dog shit down the Giants lead. The dirt from the, 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 the dirt from the field was all over Daniel Jones' face. That's how much he was on it from all those sacks. 
Listen, I wrote it on my Facebook page. I said Giants fans should be on punishment after this game. They shouldn't be allowed to talk football for a week. But you know what's going to happen. Week two, they're going to play. They're going to talk shit, yada, yada, yada. Nah, we ain't trying to hear that. After y'all performance, y'all Giants fans shouldn't be saying nothing for a whole week. You niggas couldn't even score one point. One point, you couldn't score. Y'all should be on punishment. But, listen, it is what it is. It is what it is. But that was just a disgrace. And then to think, it was the day before 9-11. The day before 9-11, you get your ass whooped like that. You disrespected America. You let America down. Hell, I mean, the Jets, uh, listen, unfortunately, the Jets season is over because of Aaron Rodgers' injury, but at least the Jets won their game. Like, listen, listen, before the injury, I knew the Jets would at least score. They would at least get, get a point in this game. We didn't think Aaron Rodgers would get hurt, but at least the Jets won, though. They won 22 to 16. The game went, the game went into overtime. Now, for all attentive purposes, the Jets' defense was amazing. The Jets' defense was exactly what is being promoted, elite. They forced Josh Allen to turn the ball over. My man had three interceptions. Three. The man had four turnovers. He threw three interceptions. He lost the fumble. He had two fumbles, lost one fumble. So, you know, we got to thank Josh Allen for the Jets' victory. But if you really want, but if you really want to keep it a buck, this game probably, this game probably didn't even have to go to overtime. And the reason I say that is because there was a run that Brees Hall had inside the inside their own probably 10-yard line or some shit. He could have took that shit to the house if Gary Wilson wasn't on the field celebrating. If he would have helped with a block, Brees Hall probably could have took that to the house. The game probably wouldn't even have to go into overtime. But being that it went into overtime, Buffalo had their possession, had to punt the ball. Gibson had it, caught it, took it to the house, and ended the game. Now, yes, the elephant in the room is that A-Rod is hurt. But they won the game. The Jets won the game. Aside from A-Rod being hurt, the Jets won the game. And like I said earlier, Zach Wilson, listen, 140 yards, one interception, went back to his old ways, one touchdown. Listen, that touchdown pass he threw to Garrett Wilson, that was a hell of a catch by Garrett Wilson. One hell of a catch. The man tapped it 
with one hand. Came back, caught it with the other hand. But that throw by Zach Wilson was was lovely. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Watching that throw, that goal line, that that goal line throw, you could see some Aaron Rodgers in that throw. You can. I'm gonna give him that. So I'm sure Aaron Rodgers might have taught him the goal line fade, but I ain't even gonna lie. I was very impressed with that touchdown pass by Zach Wilson. But again, like I said, he is not the quarterback of this team if the Jets is trying to do something. I'm, I'm sorry, it's not. So yes, they got their first win of the season, rightfully so, but the Jets' season is over. We cannot sit here and fool ourselves and kid ourselves and think the Jets are going to do some damage. And with the expectations of this season, expect them to go to the Super Bowl. Because there's some people out there that actually have them going to the Super Bowl. You got some people that actually have them going to the AFC Championship game. All that shit is out the window since A-Rod is gone. It's unfortunate. It's very much unfortunate. But who knows? This might be a confidence booster for them. They figured, hey, listen, A-Rod is out. And, you know, he spoke to his players, you know, at halftime, basically told them, I'm sorry. I love y'all, yada, yada, yada. He said the right things. But they went out there, still played hard, and got the victory. So who knows? This might be a confidence booster for them. Who knows? But only time will tell. And that's my week one recap. So, with that being said, before I go into my picks for week two, I have to give my offensive and defensive player of the week awards for week one. Now for offense, listen, there were some candidates. Not going to lie to you. There was a lot of candidates for week one offensive player of the week. I wanted to give it to Tua. I so wanted to give it to Tua, but... If you are a fan of the podcast and you pay attention, you could have a great quarterback game. You could throw for 500 yards. You could throw for 400 yards. You could have three touchdowns. You could have four touchdowns. But if you turn that ball over, whether it's a fumble or interception, I got to penalize you. I have to do it. Listen, I've listen, I've done it to my man Brady. So if I did it to him, I would not hesitate to do it to somebody else. I wanted to give it to him, but he turned the ball over. So I had to disqualify him. I wanted to give it to Christian McCaffrey. I wanted to give it to Al Uk, who's the receiver for the Niners. I wanted to give it to them. But I had to give it to Tyreek Hill. I had to give it to Tyreek Hill. 215 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is Dre Day's week one offensive player of the week. And on defense, I think it was only right that I give it to Jordan Whitehead of the Jets. Josh Allen threw three interceptions. Three, count them, three interceptions. You want to know how many 
Jordan Whitehead court. All three. <laughs> Jordan Whitehead caught all three of Josh Allen's interceptions. Now remember, it's been some rumblings with Buffalo. We all remember last season with the shit with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen on the sidelines in the playoff game against the Bengals. It's a lot of talk in Buffalo right now. A lot of talk. And for Josh Allen to go out there and stink up the joint against the Jets after A-Rod got hurt, all that's doing is opening Pandora's box all over again. All over again. All over again. But, yep, those are Dre Day's Week 1 Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week awards. There you have it. Now, let's go to my picks for week two. But I was 10 and 6 in week one. 10 and 6. I'm mad at the Bengals because I really, really thought they was going to do some damage to the Rams. I really did. Matthew Stafford didn't have his primary guy, which was Cooper Cup. So I thought that would have been one hell of an advantage. I mean, Geno Smith damn near shit in his pants when Aaron Donald came chasing after him. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I saw that video, that shit was funny. I ain't even going to hold you. Fucking Broncos lost to the Raiders. The Raiders. Come on, man. I don't know what made me pick the Bears. I honestly don't know what made me pick. And the crazy thing is, on my paper, I picked the Packers, but then the last minute, I switched it. I think it was because of my love for Courtney Crowen, who's an ESPN reporter. My gosh, she's beautiful. She does a lot of reporting for the Bears. Maybe that's why I picked the Bears. Hi, Courtney. So those were the losses that I was... Oh, yeah, and the Bengals losing to the Browns. Yeah, I was very pissed about that shit. I mean, the Chiefs one, I could live with that one. The Vikings losing to the Bucks, eh, I could live with that one too. But, yeah, them other, yeah, that Bears one, man, I should have stuck with my guns and just stuck with Green Bay. The Seahawks, come on, man. Come on, come on, man. Come on. But I digress. Let's get into week two. It starts off with the rant. I mean, sorry. It starts with the Eagles and the Vikings on primetime Thursday night. But it ain't going to be on Fox. It's going to be on prime video. Clearly, I am going with the Eagles. Clearly, I'm going with the Eagles. First of all, it is their second game of the season. It is their home opener. And most importantly, they are playing Kirk Cousins in primetime. If you do your research, Kirk Cousins is not that good in primetime games. That's another reason why I am going with the Eagles to win this game. Now let's get to the Sunday games. We got the Raiders and the Bills. I think Bills Mafia is going to be on fire this game. I believe Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen will 
get back to being a unit this weekend. I mean, they better. I mean, Josh Allen better not go up there and stink up the joint at home against the Raiders. Do I think he'll throw three interceptions? No. But I do believe the Bills will get this win against the Las Vegas Raiders. Next, we got the Ravens and we got the Bengals. I tell you something, the Bengals better win this game. They better win this game. I mean, they better put on a hell of a performance better than what they did last week. They only scored three points against the Browns. You definitely don't want to have your you definitely don't want to have your home opener and stink up the joint. So, with that being said, mm, I honestly do not know where I'm going to go with this game. Listen, man, some games is hard to pick, and this is one of them. Two teams that a lot of people consider to be heavy favorites to win the AFC North. I honestly don't know who I'm going with with this game. But there's no tap dancing. I have to pick. I have to pick. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens to get the win. On the road against the Bengals, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Next, we got the Chiefs and the Jags. I do not think the Chiefs will start the season 0-2. I just don't see it happening. I like what I saw out of the Jags last week, but maybe that has something to do with who they played. I do not see Patrick Mahomes stinking up the joint against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just don't see it. I think the Jags might do something this season. Don't get me wrong. But beating the Chiefs, I don't see that happening. So I got the Chiefs beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Next, we got the Chargers and the Titans. I'm going with the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert goes over there and makes some noise. Austin Eckler is a stud. Keenan Allen is back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm liking the Chargers to go to Tennessee to get the dub. Packers and Falcons. Ah. <sighs> Now, as much as I show love to Jordan Love, rightfully so, the Falcons did their thing in their home opener. But again, this all could predicate to who they played. They played the Panthers. They played a rookie quarterback in his debut, Bryce Young. But then again, they do play well when they're in their building in the A. I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you.
I'm going to go, man. Only because it's in the A. Only because it's in Atlanta, I am going with the Falcons. Only because it's in Atlanta. If it was in Lambeau, I would pick Green Bay. But being that it's in the A, I am going to go with the Falcons. Next, we got the Seahawks and the Lions. That crowd in Detroit is going to be on fire. I got the Lions beating the Seahawks. Colts against the Texans. Coach Prime used to have a saying. You know, when he used to make his picks. Don't nobody care. This is one of those games. Don't nobody care. But listen, I got to make a pick. You have two rookie quarterbacks in this game. Stud that played at Ohio State. And Anthony Richardson, who I believe played at Florida, if I'm not mistaken. They've known each other since high school. And now they're about to go at it in this game. I honestly have no idea who I'm going with in this game. I so don't know. So don't know. But of course, again, I have to make a pick. There's no tap dancing in this motherfucker. I have to make a pick. And if I had to pick, If I had to pick, I am going to go. Man, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I honestly have no idea who I'm going with in this game. I honestly don't know. I mean, two rookie quarterbacks, which one do you trust the most? I honestly don't know. The Colts, I mean, listen, Jonathan Taylor is not there. I mean, yeah, you got Pittman Jr. Dang, I, I, I honestly do not know who I'm going to go with in this game. Since Houston is the home team, I'm going to go with the Texans. I'm going to take the Texans just because they're at home. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts won. So, this, like, this game here, listen, this is a toss-up game. It can go either way for me. So, listen, I got the Texans winning, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts won. All right? So, there you have it. Bears and the Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks. I believe the Bucks start the season, the young season, 2-0. Giants and the Cardinals, I'm going with the Giants. Listen, man, the Giants better win this game. They better win this game. After what they did last weekend and not scoring no points, 
They better go to Arizona and win. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They better go to Arizona and win. Kyler Murray's not playing. D-Hop ain't there no more. So there's no excuse for why the Giants cannot go to Arizona and win this game. I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, West Coast time. Nope. No excuse. The Giants better win this game. They better win this game. Next, we got the Niners and the Rams. Obviously, I'm going with the Niners. Listen, them Niners fans is going to be lit in SoFi Stadium. Lit, I tell you. Next, we got the Jets and the Cowboys. Listen, that Cowboys defense is going to do serious damage to, to Zach Wilson. Just think, the Cowboys are playing New York teams back-to-back -back weekends. Now, I'm quite sure they was looking forward to playing Aaron Rodgers. But I'm quite sure they're ecstatic for who they're going to have to play now. And that would be Zach Wilson. If they sacked Daniel Jones seven times, what you think they're going to do to Zach Wilson? I say the Cowboys win this game, and I say they win it convincingly. There's only so much that Jets defense is going to be able to do. This is not an upset alert. It's not. Now, the Cowboys could do Cowboyish things and lose a game that we expect them to win. This is one of those games that we all expect them to win. They can easily go out there and stink up the joint because they can do cowboyish things. But something tells me that this Cowboys defense is not going to allow that to happen. Dak might, Dak might allow it to happen, but not this Cowboys defense. So I'm going with the Cowboys to get the dub. Next, we got the Commanders and the Broncos. I say the Broncos win this game as well. Listen, the Broncos let me down last weekend. In their home opener. They better not let me down this game too. They better not let me down this game. Now Russell Wilson did do good last week. Hopefully he can keep it going. Sunday night football. We got the Patriots and we got the Dolphins. Now I said this earlier. The one thing we know about Coach Belichick is this. Your key weapon, he neutralizes your key weapon. But it's going to be very difficult to neutralize Tyreek Hill. And even if you do, you still got Waddle to worry You still got Jason Waddle to worry about. <laughs> Tour is undefeated against the Patriots since he's been in the league. I'm going with the Patriots. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Pardon self. I'm going with the Dolphins. The hell am I talking about? <laughs> I said I'm going with the Patriots. Hell no, I'm going with the Dolphins. Now, listen. Sunday night football. Prime time. The Patriots can very well win this game. This is another pick'em game, in my opinion. It is. It honestly is. But Tyreek Hill was just too much of a stud. 
too much of a stud. And I think that the Dolphins can go there and get a win against the Patriots. I I, I believe they can. And then we got Monday Night Football. We have a double header. We got the Saints and the Panthers at 7-15. I am going with the Saints. And then for the nightcap, we have division rivals in the AFC North. We got the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I am going with the Cleveland Browns. So those are my picks for week number two. I got the Eagles. I got the Bills. I got the Ravens. I got the Chiefs. I got the Chargers, Falcons, Lions, Titan, I mean Texans, Bucks, Giants, Niners, Cowboys, Broncos, Dolphins, Saints, and Browns. Those are my picks for week two. And with that being said, it is a wrap for this episode. Thank y'all once again for y'all continued support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. I have a couple of shout outs that I want to give out for this episode. But it's no athlete shout outs. These are personal shout outs. Birthday shout outs. And I got plenty. I want to give a happy birthday shout out to two of my sisters that I grew up with. Shout out to my sister, Valerie. Love you and wish you any more. Shout out to my big sister, Natalie, out there in B-more. I love you, wish you many more. Shout out to my friend, Dadisa. I wish you many more. And I want to give a birthday shout out to one of the greatest MCs in hip-hop history. Ludacris. <laughs> oh, and Nas. Gotta say Nas as well. Virgos, happy birthday to them. You know what I'm saying? I gotta give my birthday shout out to them. Very well deserving. So those are my shout outs for this episode. Y'all know where y'all can find your boy. I am on Amazon Music. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on iHeartRadio. I'm on Podbean. Anywhere except Tidal. You can find me on Facebook, Dre Day. You can find me on Instagram, Dre Day1985. Or Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. Or you can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, Dre Day1985. So once again, thank y'all for y'all continued support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. And closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. Episode 303 is over. Y'all have yourselves a blessed weekend. God bless. Peace and love. Y'all be safe out there. Your boy is out of here. Peace. What up, what up, what up? It's your man, Dre Day, and I have a PSA announcement for y'all. Did y'all know that only 38% of African Americans were able to identify financial terms on the PFN index an annual financial survey why is that because we're never given the tools to succeed in the financial sector will with american classic agency 
has been designing financial maps for his clients to succeed for over a decade for clients on both coasts. With Will, you will be able to create a game plan to get out of debt and create the wealth that you and your family deserve. If you're interested, please contact Will at willspady at gmail.com. That's W-I-L-L-S-P-A-D-Y at gmail.com or call him at 443-810-0384.